Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and it ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Monday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Doing great. Uh, so, yeah, this is the, our show we call uh, Stories Not Dated April 1. <laughs> that's right, because the show's not dated April first. You know, we could that's have, right. We could have done this on Saturday, but eh, I had a lot going on. I don't know about you, and uh, <laughs> I had nothing going on. I still, uh, you know, was not up for recording. But anyway, <laughs> but, but but my problem, you know, I I love April April Fool's Day. It's fun, you know. You you know, you particularly if uh, you're you know uh, having fun with the family, that kind of thing, and you know. Uh, salt gets put on the uh, on the cereal in the morning. It's the sugar thing, you know, little things yeah, like that. that. But yeah, yeah, all that. My problem with April Fool's Day, and to the extent I have a problem, you know, I, I don't want to give the idea that I'm this big killjoy. But there's there are it's all those kids on your lawn, isn't it? It's those kids. Yeah, exactly. That's on, that's your, that's yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, what I'm what I'm thinking is, you know, every year we we live in a uh, a time that is unbelievable anyway right mm-hmm. and uh it gets a little bit harder it seems like to differentiate uh particularly the kind of stories we like to read uh from the the made-up stuff you know for you know there's uh the one april fool's uh story i saw was uh um you know if uh we've got proof that we're living in a simulation well um you know you gotta kind of have to you have to kind of read deep into that to even figure out that it was a uh that was made up, and in other words, air taxis in Dubai. You know, well, mm. that could be very well be true. You know, there's no, um, and uh, so you have to. I don't know. Just, you know, I, I I shared a couple on Facebook that I thought were funny. You know, the moving of the stones at uh, at the Stonehenge to uh, Ford. Uh, you know, one hour. You know, for spring. You know, but uh, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I get a kick out of that, but, uh, you know, uh, this, some of these stories, uh, they're, they're close enough that uh, you have to kind of be careful. So, And they hang on after April 1, don't they? I mean, you have to, you have to look for about a month to make sure you're not reading a, an old story. So That's anyway, usually that's, when, they, when they get me. I, I saw a great meme, yeah. and it's so true. It said uh, April 1st, the one day of the year that people critically evaluate stuff they read on the Internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should be doing this all the time, right? But. <laughs> yeah, because if I, if I get caught by something, it's usually it's six weeks later, and I'll share something like, wow, did you see this? This is amazing. And somebody goes, Phil, did you check the date on that? And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they hang on. They really do. Uh, That's you, how they get. You know, you, you think uh, the good thing about digital is that they could pull them back after April one, but they don't. You know, they just they're out there. And uh, uh, well, but, I, uh, I told my seven year old on April first. You know, I was just making some coffee, getting breakfast ready, and she's playing with the dog. And uh, my wife's my wife's sitting there, and and my daughter and I said, uh, "Oh, I should uh, I should tell you, you know, you should enjoy today." because we just got an email that this is the last Saturday they're giving off. You guys are going to have to go to school on Saturday from here on in. And, and <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> mommy jumps right in on it. You know, yeah, that's right. And Sunday, too. And I, Oh, yeah, I didn't mention Sunday. And 
You know, we played uh, with it. You know, she, she's like 20 seconds into it. She's like, "You're making this up." She didn't. She didn't put the. Uh, she didn't put the April Fool's thing. To, you know, just a, a moment of shock, and then it was like, "Nah." So I think she. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Yeah. And and, and, and she didn't even think April Fools. So, I'm yeah. I'm very proud of that. I, I feel like she's. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be a critical thinker, and that's good. Yeah, she knows BS when she hears it, you know. <laughs> that's pretty great. Well, anything and, that comes uh, from Dad is automatically suspect, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's right. not great. But. <laughs> Any rate. But, yeah, this uh, we promise, uh, except for when we say otherwise. Uh, when we say otherwise, these about. stories were not dated April 1st, and they are not fake. Hey, speaking of things, before we jump into the first one, that's not fake news. The book really is out, as we as we as we mentioned on uh, Friday, and uh, over the weekend, I started seeing people were receiving their paperback copies. Have you got yours yet, Stephen? I have not. I have not. Um, I'm, um, uh, you know, I'm gonna get about a half dozen and uh, distribute them amongst the family and friends, and uh, um, and then you know, well, if if it's well received, I'll get, I'll get another half dozen. Copies. I just I haven't gotten to check the mail yet. They may be sitting in my mailbox even now. So that was yeah. pretty exciting. But uh, big, uh, big shout out to Sean Thuris who posted an actual picture of a his, his copy when he received it uh, on uh, the World Transformed uh, Facebook page after he after he got it. So we know the books are out there. That's awesome. And that is that's awesome. Pretty. I'm, I, I, I'm just <laughs> I, I very excited. Of it this in is, the wild. That's awesome. Yeah, because you know what? There have been pictures of hey, this is what the cover would look like, and now here's right. the actual book. That just I can't tell you how that warmed my heart to see that, and especially that that you know I didn't take the picture. Somebody else is actually reading this book. That's just like <laughs> well, good. And course, you know, it's, uh, and it's it's well written by a bunch of people, not just not just Phil and I. We uh, we got a lot of help right. with this book, and it's some it's uh, it's some good stuff. And uh, you know, it's uh, we we do recommend it. We can, we, we, for a world this is not all us. Uh, we can recommend it, and uh, it's, uh, it's a good book. It's a good book. Check it out. Visions for a World Transformed on Amazon, uh, Kindle edition, and in paperback. Okay, so here we go. Here's a story that's not made up. The plunging price of renewable energy makes the end of fossil fuels inevitable, says report. Um, time was. That would have been a fairly incredible headline. And yep. one might have yep. even one one might have even made a an April Fool's Day joke out of something like this. And they start off with the inevitable these days. Every every news story has to be about President Trump somehow. And so this one was: while President Donald Trump may have promised to bring back coal jobs, he will no doubt find resistance should his efforts come at the expense of clean energy jobs. I'm like, okay, how about talk to us about the clean energy? Thank you. Uh, and it says uh, a prediction that. Uh, generation costs for large-scale solar power plants were expected to drop by a massive 57% by 2025, with onshore and offshore wind expected to become 26 to 35% uh, more, effect, more, more efficient, uh, respectively. So we've been talking about this for some time, right? This is Yeah, um, well, things like uh, the solar singularity, where it actually gets cheaper to do solar power than, than traditional power, because... We're, we're that efficient at gathering the solar, particularly in sunny places, right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's, you know, we, that's the point at which that happens, and it's already happened in certain places, particularly sunny places like Hawaii where, the, you know, where energy has to be brought in, you know, in, uh, in the form of diesel. For years, they, you know, the entire island was powered by diesel generators. 
and uh, and so you know um, multiple islands I should say are powered by diesel generators. But at any rate, the uh, they've reached a point with solar that uh, it's just cheaper to do it that way in Hawaii because the high cost to bring in diesel. There, there are other places that it's, it's becoming true, too, and not just solar, right, Phil? And so also we're talking uh, uh, wind power and, and other renewables. So, uh, and, and to me, that, that, uh, I like that better than, you know, well, it's just going to be this political fight over coal, you know, with Trump on one side and, and uh, you know, and clean energy uh, with, with uh, you, know, the, the other, you know, other people on that side. No, it's not a political fight. It's, it's a fight over, you know, who can produce the most energy the cheapest? And uh, if, when clean energy wins out on that, I don't think that there's going to be too, too much uh, a resistance on the right. I mean, it, you, know, there's, you know, there's always going to be people that, uh, you know, make their living with coal that will, you know, that will be affected. But it's, uh, that's, you know, uh, when that happens naturally, organically, um, it's just, it's, you know, it's not something that anyone can blame anybody for. It's just, it's just the best way to do things. And it's also better for the environment, right? So, it's a win all around, seems to me. So yeah, it's a it's it's a big it's a big win all the way around. I, yeah, I think that um, coal is kind of a it's kind of a side issue. I, I think it's unfortunate that it's been made prominent in the way that it has recently. I think there's a really bright future for coal um, because we're going to need we're going to need coal for all the diamondoid nanotechnology we're going to be doing in the you know in the near future i, I think <laughs> yeah, we're going to be converting these uh, converting coal to diamond and diamondoid materials that's right um, that's right people gotta, are going to be buying coal to, and stuff. yeah to make stuff out of um yeah. i i actually think i think that's the that's the future of coal um but uh burning it that eh, probably not so much I, I i really i really think we are turning a corner on that when you look at this uh interesting graph that's shared in the in the linked story here, uh, it says that renewables account for over half of Sweden's energy, and they just show you know the percentage of power that comes from renewable sources by EU countries, and Sweden is the they're the ones over the over the line they're the ones over the 50% mark, but quite a few countries up in the 20s you know and that's yeah. that's that's not nothing you know I mean well um, when I was a kid I think it was like uh, solar power was less than a, it was a fraction of a percent. In, right. in the United States, it's it's considerably more than that now. Um, you know, you, you can't take a drive without seeing solar panels on on rooftops now, uh, even in my area of the country, which tends to be a little slower in adopting than other places. But it's uh, you know it's here, and um, and and it's going to be a significant percentage in the United States. Probably not twenty percent yet, but. Uh, uh, we're, uh, but we'll, the, you know we're going to make the uh, it's going to be it's going to happen. Um, and you, you see things like um, Elon Musk's uh, uh, solar panels that are in the shape of actual you know shingles, and and they look okay. They look like a normal rooftop, right? And uh, and and uh, they collect solar that way. And it, and it's like you you and the, I was thinking, well, it's probably significantly less efficient than regular solar panels. Not by much, not by much. Even the, the first uh, iteration of this product is going to be pretty close to what you would get with regular solar panels. And if it can look like a regular roof and not be, you know, ugly solar panels on top of your roof, then I think it'll be uh, widely adopted. So, I think so, you know. too. I, you've, got a, you've got a great combination of things coming together here, which is there's a great will to do it um, and, and interest in, uh, in, in getting off 
fossil fuels combined with the technology is really coming along. Those two, those two things are converging in a very nice way. And I, I think a third factor may one day be um, just a recognition of the fallibility of our power grid and the fact that solar is one of the ways that people can get their own power. I've been listening to Lightning Fall by Bill Quick. Thank you, Stephen, once again for getting me hooked on uh, listening to Audible. Um, scary, scary book. I don't know. Have you read that by any chance? Um, no. Uh, should I? Is it, uh, it one I should put in my queue? I think you should. It's about an EMP tech on uh, on the U.S. Uh, electromagnetic pulse attack on the U.S. and uh, not to spoil it, but the whole West Coast is knocked out. Okay, not the whole country, but the whole West Coast is knocked out. And a great meticulous detail. I read one. Uh, it was uh, oh, it's been a few years now. Um, it was it thirty seconds later or three seconds later, something like that, about uh, about a similar uh, EMP attack. But anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, go on with you. You were talking about Bill Quick's book, though. Uh, go ahead. Well, the same thing. It, it, the, the, it's, it's really the, the, the principle of it. One of the ways that we could have a much more resilient system would be as if everybody wasn't completely dependent on the grid. It wouldn't be the automatic, you know, it, it would still be a disaster if there was an EMP attack. But if we had our own ways of generating power, that would certainly help, right? Because when the, yeah. when the grid goes down, it's going to be a while before it... Uh, you know, to say the very least, it's going to be a while before it comes back up. So I think, you know, a combination of adding resilience, and this is the thing we talked about with Brian Wong, his idea for, for basic power is you just, you, you, you sidestep the grid altogether uh, to, to lift people out of po poverty. I think there are just so many good reasons for going with renewables. Um, I, it, this is just kind of their moment, you know. It, it's just, history is just kind of pushing, pushing us in, the, in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know, and again, um, there's there's no and there's no politics that should uh, intervene in this. This is just a matter of dollars and cents here, and and uh, and and good and, and good environmental policy too. We we want a cleaner world. We want cheaper power, uh, and uh, we get it by making this transition, and uh, and it'll happen organically. Uh, we it'll and uh, because. We're just a there will be a lot of political going, you know. There will be a lot of yeah. political stuff going on, but oh, you can the good, the good news is it's happening anyway. I guess that's the beauty of it. Right, right. There's <laughs> it's, life is finding that's a right. way to, to use the Jurassic Park uh, that's right. uh, language. Okay, how about speaking of which, what's up with these bees? Okay, um, I actually thought this one had to be a hoax, right? I saw I saw this bees swarm infield during Rockies Padres spring training game, and I looked at it because um, you see the the still photo with the story on Facebook, and there's all these baseball players lying on the field, and there's these little bees, and I'm like, oh, this is a hoax, right? This is a joke. This didn't actually happen, um, and indeed it did. And yeah. unfortunately, I can't find any coverage of this other than that it's just a funny novelty, because um, I'm a little curious about. Well, I've never heard of this happening before, right? Is this a new thing now? We have to worry about swarms of bees showing up at public events, and <laughs> we all have well, to take I, cover. I, I do recall, I do recall uh, a, uh, a professional baseball game that they had to get a beekeeper out uh, because, I mean, they were swarming uh, like a lamppost or something like that in the stadium. Oh and wow! So, you know, and, and uh, they had to collect, you know, had to collect these bees in the middle of the game, and like. You know, they cleared out a portion of the stands, but the game continued, you know. Um, and the, so this was, you know, this was uh, closer to the summertime because it, it was a summer game. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It happens. Uh, we had, 
here at our house, uh, a swarm of bees showed up on the front porch, and uh, um, and they uh, and I called animal control. And I said, "What do I? What do we do about this?" And they said, "Well, you know, I tell you what, uh, they they're moving around this time of year. You know, looking for places to build a hive. Uh, if they set in, it looks like they're going to build a hive there in your house. You know, uh, in the on the porch. Uh, call us back. Uh, you know, in a day or so. Uh, just you know, avoid that part of you know, avoid the bees and uh, but give us a call in a day or so." Um, and I didn't have to make that call. It, um, they they moved on um, probably an hour and a half after I got off the phone with those guys. So um, you know they're just they're just looking around for a place to build a hive. So huh, it okay, happens. Fair enough. That's uh, you know they, it happens. They they get a uh, you know a new queen is born into the hive, and so half the half the uh, bees stay with the old queen, and the new the new queen uh, takes off with you know a bunch of the. Bunch of the bees sure, and, and I've seen that before, you know, this kind of migration yeah. of a hive. But I can't right. recall ever seeing like this aerial swarm and people taking cover. This was a this was a new it, it is a kind of a weird time of the year uh, for it, uh, particularly uh, up there. Uh, you know, I, I, I presume was this uh, 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 this was not in Denver. This must have been where the where the Padres are, huh? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they were they were playing yeah. in uh, in San Diego. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd be surprised if uh, you got bees moving around in the Denver area right now. So. Um, yeah, that's what San but, Diego. Yes. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I think the 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 one thing that occurred to me was uh, it looked like um, the Rockies were up by six going into the ninth inning, and you know, due to an oversight of some time, and God just felt that some kind of intervention was called for. So. <laughs> <laughs> it could that, that well. clearly wasn't right, so something uh, had to happen, and you know, a swarm of bees was, you know, like the least obvious thing that could be done and, there. You know, yeah. That's right, uh, <laughs> bowling, uh, <laughs> bowling rivers, you know, the usual. <laughs> yeah, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> one of those things. So anyway, yeah. uh, just just a weird story, but just all that's to say is weird things do happen. Right, you can't you yeah. can't dismiss the story just because it sounds weird or funny. Uh, sometimes uh, sometimes weird and funny things really are true. Um, the next the next couple are just really remarkable because they're actual news stories um, that are not that are not being portrayed as uh, you know one one is maybe kind of like an over the top thing. You would think, oh, if you saw this, that that would be an April Fool's joke, and and then the other one is more just a if anyone was ever taking this idea seriously in a, in a serious publication like this, you would think maybe it was an April Fool's joke. But in, in neither case is that true. So we got any aging drug could be available to buy in just three years. Um, this, is, this is not that huge of a story for us, right? Because we talk about this every week. Um, and, of course, this is on Huffington Post, which is not the, uh, I don't know, the gold standard of reliable journalism. Let's put it that way, very generously that way. But still, you know, pretty mainstream source. And it confirms what we've been seeing everywhere. And, I mean, this story is everywhere these days. Just that this, um, this, this research in mice talking about uh, NAD+, plus, uh, looks to be leading to the production of commercial treatments for aging, that this is actually a real thing and that, that, that we may see something on this as, as soon as three years from now. It might be a little hyperbolic, might be a little, uh, um, a, a little overly uh, excited, right? a little overly enthusiastic about time frames, but even so, say they're off and it's five years, that would be pretty fantastic, wouldn't it? 
Absolutely. And obviously, uh, faster pleas, right? It's uh, the, the, the quicker we have the stuff, the better. Um, you know, I mean, uh, none of us are getting any younger. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, well, yeah. for all those listeners who, unlike me, you know, aren't getting any younger, uh, it would be it would be really good, really good news. Yeah, I, uh, I I look at it and I go, please, within the next twenty years, okay? Please, please, can we get something? Yeah. Uh, can we can we get something going on this? That would uh, that would that would be that would be really fantastic. Um, but I don't have too much to add to this one. I just thought that it was it was it was the kind of thing. I mean, it'd be kind of mean to do this one as an April Fool's joke, but you could, right? You you could promise yeah. that the the fountain of youth has been found, and then get to the end and go, oh, they got me. Yeah. But that's not what's happening. Let me just. Yeah, um, let me just ask: Is this uh, the the same uh, the same news as uh, what we reported last week, Phil? Is it the uh, we we um, we were um, uh, talking about a drug that was being used that was showing a huge promise in mice and that they were going to do human trials on within the next couple of years? And it, I, I'm betting this is the same same group. I believe it is. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's kind of, you got to you got to kind of read. You have to you have to look because. Uh, it, you know, at any at any one time, you you have you see promise in about four different areas. You know, I mean, it's happening yeah. all the time. So, uh, yeah, it's I, and so I don't have a whole lot to add e- e- here either, except to say that, uh, hey, I think it's it's huge news. <laughs> you know, um, it, uh, Phil, you'd said something like, well, it's not you know that huge. Well, yeah, it is. It's uh, the, this is the one where there is. Instead of having to solve the problems of aging, the seven huge problems of aging that. Uh, Aubrey de Grey has pointed out, you know, one by one over a course of 20 years, this, you know, this might be the silver bullet that does it all and, uh, and, and, and could actually uh, be of some help to people that need it, you know, within, within five to 10 years. Right. So uh, this is huge. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how this pans out. Definitely. Definitely. So stay tuned. Stay tuned on this one because it's it's really not a joke. Uh, the, the next story is kind of in the same category. This is this is actually very interesting reading. It was at the Guardian, and I think that's the main thing that makes this part of our it's not a joke show. But the headline was your animal life is over, machine life has begun, the road to immortality, and it starts out with this great scenario of kind of second person description of what it's like to have your brain scanned into a computer. Uh, in a destructive way, right? So it's it's describing this process of of having your brain scanned destructively, and ultimately your consciousness moving from your head into the um, into the scanned in model of your of your consciousness uh, over over on the computer. Again, not a new idea for this show, but very interesting to see a serious treatment of this in a mainstream news source. Now, I want to say to be sure that the story has a good deal of skepticism on the subject as you know rightly it should this is a subject that uh, that, that deserves to be treated with uh, you know with with all due skepticism and i think it has this almost obligatory ending where the writer says yeah but i don't want to do it cuz i prefer being a human mammal i'm sorry to give away the end of the article but it, you know it's that, that's that's where it <laughs> That's well, where it well goes. right right now, absolutely right. I mean, you know, uh, who would want to be scanned in and left in a in a uh, computer right now? I mean, there we don't we don't have virtual rea- uh, reality that's as rich as what we have here in the real world. It's just you know, who wants to live in a video game? You know, I guess there are some, but uh, I, not not I right now. 
Um, but, it, you know, if you could uh, have a rich life where you're moving about the solar system, going, you know, and, you know, you can, you know, you can travel to speed of light to uh, wherever you want to go and, uh, and do things uh, um, robotically that, uh, you know, there's, I, there's a rich future, uh, but it's in the future, right? So, um, and by the way, this, this uh, scenario, Phil, uh, let me recommend another, uh, another book for your Audible account, uh, Old Man's War. Uh, oh, okay. The name of the book. John and, Scalzi. Um, John Scalzi's Old Man's War. It's a series of books now, but uh, first is Old Man's War, and it's very good. And uh, this is, uh, uh, yeah, not to give away too much, but this is uh, the the central technology that uh, he, he uh, riffs on here, at, at, particularly in the first book. So oh, very cool. You'll, uh, you'll like it. So if you want a fictional treatment, you know, there's, 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 uh, good stories out there about it, and now here it is treated as a serious news story. And, and one thing I should mention right. is um, there are at least uh, there is at least one actual startup business working on this mentioned in the story. So this this has this has come a ways. Um, we, we've we've talked about brain uploading ever since we've been doing the speculist and ever since we've been doing this show. But this is you know, this is taking on a certain air of credibility when it's being discussed in this kind of forum and when you find that there are actually people making a living working towards getting this to happen. No one's doing it yet, and I think it's, you know, it's obviously still a ways off, but it's kind of like the previous story where, you know, there was a time when nobody was even really making a living other than like hucksters on trying to fight aging. And then suddenly, you know, there's serious medical research and there's talk of, multiple treatments possibly being available in the near future. This is going to follow a similar path. And we're going to see this, increasingly we're going to see this mentioned in very credible sources. And we're going to see, I think, probably, progress towards it happening. I I, I would not even venture to put a timeline on it, but sooner rather than later. These things uh, tend to sneak up on us. That's all I can say about it. Right, right. And then finally... How about this one? Deep Mind Solves AGI, Summons Demon. <laughs> this, of course, is a reference to Elon Musk, right? Uh, he's <laughs> the one that uh, he said that uh, uh, AGI is scary. Uh, we, we potentially are summoning the demon, right? So, <laughs> I love the quote they got from Elon Musk. Uh, his quote, the demon has been summoned. Fortunately, <laughs> I've taken a shortcut through history and dispatched a team to planet Terminus. To advance knowledge of the physical sciences while compiling the Encyclopedia Galactica, I uh, was the first wave of space colonists luck with their new robot overlords. So, anyway, yeah, yeah I, you got to love the Kurzweil quote too, huh? For several years now, I've been convinced that technological growth was exponential, perhaps even doubly exponential, but I never suspected the technology might advance at a triply exponential pace. <laughs> It outruns uh, Kurzweil. That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, you know that, that. The great thing is this is this is so set up that I mean it's very subtle the way they did this. And as you're reading it, you think, oh, well, really, this really happened. And then you get to the quotes, and it finally you, you go, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're kidding with us. Um, yeah. But uh, that's how careful you have to be because you know what? Except for the quotes at the end. And the notion of literally summoning a demon, you could run this story about AGI being solved and deep mind getting us there, and I wouldn't be the least bit incredulous on that, right? That, yeah. would not, that, that would not be a story that I would disbelieve, right? Right. So that's how close we are, I think, now between the absolutely incredible and the 
fairly believable. That's why, you know, to go back to your original point, Stephen, maybe it is time to retire April Fool's Day. Uh, well, you know, I mean, again, funny, funny things uh, that are, uh, you know, clearly, you know, uh, you know, again, moving the rocks around at the, uh, at the hinge sites uh, every year, to, you know, to advance the clock is that, that's, you know, that's funny. But uh, some of the others, it's just, uh, you know, the joke, will be, the joke will be on the rider, you know, when uh, when Dubai really does have air taxis uh, in, in, uh, in a year. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder how long you can continue to make a. Uh, uh, your April Fool's jokes about technology when technology is outpacing our expectations. I'm not sure that that we'll have to go elsewhere for our April Fool's uh, humor uh, because uh, technology is running faster than we can keep up with. It's so. hard to be outrageous about technology. You have to be a That's wise right. guy to get the point across, you know, with, with, right. with the quotes or with, uh, I guess at one point this talk about, uh, they, they talk about looking into the scientists. Uh, if you make eye contact with the scientist, uh, his lucidity penetrates your corporeal form, briefly <laughs> revealing a glimpse into his elegant mathematical world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recommend this piece, by the way. Everyone should read this. It's great fun. But, uh, yeah, the, the technology is not, is not going to provide it much longer. We're, we're, I think we've, we've blurred the line sufficiently between what's, what's credible and what sounds completely outrageous that, uh, yeah, people have to look for new areas for making their April Fool's jokes. All right, well, that's going to do it. Stephen, can you believe it? We've actually, uh, we've actually finished our show. We're going to have to wrap this one up, and we will pick it up again on Wednesday. Listen to... The best of the world transformed tomorrow, of course, and we'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new show. Uh, great talking with you, Stephen. Great being with you all. And until next time, live to see it. 